All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. Welcome everybody to dropping the dropping the dropping the gloves with John Scott and Tim Wersberger. Hey Tim, what's up, John? Little remix there, huh? You've been practicing that all week. All week. How did it turn out? Better than uh, I expected, probably. It was a solid five out of seven. Ooh, out of seven. Strange ranking. Strange ranking. How are you, Tim? How's your uh, How's your life doing? My what? Your life. Oh, my life. Uh, my life is good. Yeah, life is good. Uh, don't have COVID, so that's a good thing. Um, so when you get, did you get tested or no? No, no. Okay. All right, just checking. I know it's annoying. The uh, My fantasy football quarterback all of a sudden has COVID symptoms, so now he's got to be out. Until Sunday, so it's like, I don't know if I dress him, Matt Stafford from the Lions. So I don't know. This COVID thing is affecting me in a big way. I don't like it. With my podcast host being in quarantine for a few weeks, now my fantasy football quarterback. It's real, folks. It's real. And it is not good. It is not good. But anyway, Tim, on a brighter note, this no-hit thing with the OHL has got me thinking. Has it gotten you thinking? Yeah, it sure has. I've been thinking about it all week. So, did we talk about this on air, or did we talk about it off air? I can't remember last we week. Have, we have no, we have not shared this idea on air yet. Hey, do you know that you say idea? Okay, but you say picture instead of picture. Drives me nuts. Picture. Every time every time you say it, it's, it's picture with a C. You always say picture. 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 You say picture. Oh, she took my picture. Idea. Idea. I don't put an extra letter in there. 
Anyways, everybody, we were talking about this no-hit thing and how it drives me crazy. We were just kind of batting around ideas and how it's going to work in the OHL. And then we came across this little thing. It's like, well, who in the NHL would just thrive if there was no hitting, if there was no contact, no fear of getting blown up in the middle of the ice, no fear of going in the corners, just no fear whatsoever. It was shinny league, but even worse because there's refs to call penalties if there ever was a hit. Who in the NHL would thrive in this situation? Because there's a lot of guys that use the physicality to their their benefit. A guy like Alex Ovechkin, he gets his game going when he starts throwing the body around. You know that you're in trouble if Ovi comes out and he's just laying bodies. And if you hit him, it kind of gets him into the game. Another guy was like that was um, Yevgeny Malkin. The thing with Malkin was he could turn it on at the drop of a hat and our game plan for him was just leave him be. Don't wake him up. Don't hit him. Don't do anything. So if I, if I had a chance to light him up in the middle of the ice, I would not take it unless I knew I was going to really bury him. You just kind of leave him be. You don't talk to him because as soon as you anger him or just get him upset a little bit, he turns it on and you turn it into a completely different player. So players like that, they're not on this list. We're talking guys who – don't like to get hit. They don't like the physical game. What would a five-man roster look like of five guys who just are not physical players? And so me and Tim created a five-man roster, three forwards, two D, and I went left wing, right wing, center. Tim, I did a correct lineup. I didn't just pick three centermen. I did, like too. I did, too. All right. Then we're going to just playfully bat it around, and we're going to throw it on the Internet. And the winner will get a prize, a dinner, or one at Panera Bread. Is that okay with you, Tim? Can you afford that? Yeah, it's pretty fancy. I know, Panera Bread. The reason I say Panera is because I was driving the other day and I texted my hockey team here in town. I'm like, I'm driving on this street. Where should I go to grab a bite to eat? And they all said, Panera Bread. And I just totally ignored them and went to a fast food place and got a triple burger with cheese. But <laughs> that's why Panera Bread is stuck in my head right now. So anyways, moving forward. Tim, I think we should go one for one. Okay. You pick a forward, I'll pick a forward. Now, what happens if we overlap? Because there are a lot of guys who, you know, I'm guessing we're going to take this. We, me and Tim have not talked. How about you pick a guy? I have backup players. So go for it, Tim. You can pick your first forward. Any position, go ahead. Okay. My first one of a player who would thrive in a league with no hitting, my right winger, Phil Kessel. I think he would love to not be able to hit. I think he would love to just score goals and do what he wants on the ice without being touched. Phil Kessel would thrive in the no-hit league. Wow. That is an interesting pick because I think he lives in the no-hit league already, as it is. That guy just... <laughs> does not play the body whatsoever. He shies away from any contact at all, even in the defensive zone. Have you seen that guy get in the lane of a shot ever? Not a chance. Never. He doesn't like anything touching him. So good pick. So interesting. I, I see where you're going with this. You're picking kind of off-the-wall picks, whereas I'm going mainstream. Okay. I'm going guys who can really handle the puck. So my first selection on the left wing – is Jonathan Gaudreau. 
the guy has hands for days. He has injury issues because of the contact he's taken. But if you take that out of the way, no hitting, the guy's a magician. He has arguably the best hands in the league. And to just throw a puck out there and say, go ahead, don't worry about getting your head taken off, cut through the middle, you can, you can stop up, you can do whatever you want. He's lethal. He is absolutely lethal. He's not a goal scorer, but he is a, he is a playmaker. So it would be fun to see him on the ice. That's my first pick. Do that's you a have good any qualms with that, Tim? No, How that's a good pick. He, he was on my list, um, but I didn't end up going with him. He was one of my, one of my safeties, one of my backups. Uh, my next oh, one, I'm going to go right to left. So my center is Jonathan Drouin. I think this guy, <laughs> he's just got like the slickest hands. He's so talented, like with the puck. The, the videos that he puts up of just like his skills competition, that kind of stuff. Um, a guy that can't really hang to this level on the NHL because he's everyone's bigger and stronger than he is. But you saw what he did in juniors. I'm sure he just lights people up in practice and with his moves and stuff. So to be able to do what he, he can do without having to worry about being pushed off the puck, I think he would thrive. I cannot believe you put this guy on your team. Honestly. Jonathan Drouin. Oh. I'm not picking a team from it. I, you didn't say like pick your team. You said let's pick a, a, a roster of guys. It's like it's not. This is not the, my dream team of of players. But if you're going to assemble a team with no contact, you're putting Jonathan Drouin and Phil Kessel as your first two. No, picks. that was not the question. The question was who would thrive under no heading, and those are two That's two of the names. Exactly that came what I just said. No, That's exactly what pick I pick the best said. team. No, it's totally different. It's totally different. Well, then we are, I'm going to win this bet because my <laughs> my second forward, I, I, I had my left wing. Now I'm going on the right wing. If you were to pick the two best guys in the league with hands, it would be Gaudreau or friend of the show, Patrick Kane. I'm taking Patrick Kane for my right winger. Oh, my God. Yeah, and- I just think <laughs> if, if there's no contact, he puts up 250 points, Patty Kane. He would thrive with no contact. Is, is better hands than Duran. He he would absolutely. I would think he would lead the league in points every single uh, year. So, is McDavid your center? Is McDavid your center? No, because I think McDavid thrives under contact. I think he uh, he enjoys contact. So yes, my my two first picks are Gaudreau and Kane, and yours are Duran and Kessel. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> who's your centerman, Tim? No, Duran's my centerman. And okay, who's your right wing? No, right wing is Kessel. My left wing what? is Louis Erickson. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> Do I have to explain why? This guy, if he was playing well, the last he, decade in a no-hitting league, he would be a point-per-game player, and he'd probably have a cup to his name. You're picking players who don't know how to play hockey when there is checking. <laughs> so, right. So that in a no-checking league, that would be great. I see where you went with this, where you went with guys who just, they just have their head down always. I, I, I okay, I got you. Because Louie <laughs> gets lit up left and right. I remember when I played with Buffalo and I buried him, Steve Ott. I, I felt bad after hitting him. Otter came into the room and was like, yeah, we played. I played with him for years in Dallas. And he would just get destroyed all the time. And he's like, yeah, we, we called him sideways buckets or something. Because every time we got hit, his 
the helmet would be on sideways. <laughs> so, he, just he just didn't watch at, at all. And the same thing with my hat, my hit on him. He dumped the puck in, and then he just casually watched his dump. You don't watch his dump when I'm coming across the middle, Louie. You got to watch <laughs> out. I'm a predator out there, baby. So, all right. So, all right. I feel bad about my dick. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> lay it on me. My centerman is it was a it, it was a toss up between two European young young forwards who were just magicians with the puck. It was a toss up between Sebastian Aho or Pedersen from Vancouver. But I took Pedersen because he's just special with the puck. The only qualms I have with my lineup is I don't have a goal scorer. You have Phil Kessel who can fill the net. Pun intended. Fill the thrill. <laughs> so that's the only issue with my team up front. Yes, they will score goals, but I don't have that proven goal scorer sniper. I went with just three guys who can just dangle the puck. They, they can skate with the puck like it's on a string. So that, that was my team makeup. I wanted guys who you just you could not get the puck up if it was no contact. There's no way you're going to take the puck up these guys. I also thought about players like Joe Thornton who are just big, a big body guy. And if it's no contact, they just stick their bum out there and you're not going to, you're not going to move them. But I decided to go with a smaller team who could dangle, who could do creative plays. And were just fun to watch. I thought about a Matt Zuccarello. I thought about a Mitch Marner. I thought about Alex Dabrinkit. I really went for small crafty players. That, that's what my thought process was. Yeah. Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving. And that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which needs more quality candidates. We'll see it, and they'll see it fast. So try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Football is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. I would not bet on the Pats to win the division. That's just all, that's all I'm saying. Sorry, Tim. So head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire at BetOnline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So you want to go D now? Yes. So- Yes, okay. let's go D. Who, who, I, I'm scared <laughs> to think of who you're going to pick. My first one is Eric Carlson. I think 
I mean, obvious reason. The guy skates like the wind. Um, offensive upside, just as good as anyone in the league. Hasn't been really quite right the last couple of years. But I think if he doesn't have to worry about hitting in his game, he can do his thing. Uh, and again, you can kind of see where I went with all of these. But Eric Carlson is my guy, number one. I like that pick. I never even thought about him. See, I feel like all of your players, their prime was five years ago. Is there a reason that you're picking them now just to kind of hopefully with the no contact league that we're assembling that they'll suddenly, you know, go back to their glory days. But I don't understand why none of your guys are in their prime. Not Jonathan Drouin. The best is yet to come for that guy. His but... career's over. <laughs> no, he had a good year, I think. Yeah. If you're the bunch, if you're Bergevin, do you consider that trade a bust or are you still waiting it out? That maybe, maybe Duran will, will turn the corner and be a superstar. That was Durant for Sergachev, right? Yes. Yeah, that was a disaster. After watching Sergachev play how he did in the playoffs, I'm not saying he played great. He wasn't a Norris winner. He wasn't a Consmite. Like, he wasn't a superstar, but he played fairly well. He, he played 15 to 20 minutes. He, he's a good, good player. So you, you would consider that a failure for Montreal? I think you're underselling Sergachev. He was a he was the number two D on that team. He was a stud for those guys down the stretch. I think he logged more than twenty minutes too. You think he was number two? I thought. Well, McDonough was number two. Edmund was number one. You think, all right, all right. Whatever. All right, who's Moving your first on. defenseman? My first defenseman, uh, this this fits into your mold. The guy who he started his career real strong, won a bunch of Stanley Cups, and just got murdered with injuries because he just could not get out of the way of body checks. Chris Letang oh, from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Good one. I, I feel like he is – now he is an underrated player. He has unbelievable skills. He can jump up in the play. When he is on his game, he's the best D-man in the league. Like He is so fun to watch with that hair flowing behind him. He gets up and down the ice super easy. He's really hard to play against. So I'm taking Chris Latang for my first D-man. You like okay. that, Tim? That's a good pick. Very similar to the Carlson pick, I think. Very um, similar. At their peak, who would you take, Latang or Carlson? Carlson, at their peak, yeah. I'm taking Latang. I think Latang's a better all-around player, and I feel like he involves his teammates pretty well he's good on the power i don't know carlson i just have a bad taste in my mouth with him just because of the move to san jose and how he's just tanked in his career maybe that's it he's just completely cashed out like i don't know i just don't like him anymore i used to love him as a player but now as soon as he's gone to san jose i don't like him i don't know personal preference moving Uh, on yeah so okay my my Second defenseman, my fifth player in this little uh, exercise. I went kind of a different route with it. We mentioned it real quick, but Tyler Myers. And my, my reason for him is because <laughs> I think he's 6'8", right? He's, is he taller than you? He's, he's up. No, he's like 6'7". Uh, he's listed as 6'8", on NHL.com. But, um, well, take this. I think he's a guy who does not play to his size. And I bet he's had coaches his whole career saying, like, play the body more, use your size, and he's not doing it. So I bet just to have that monkey off his back where he just doesn't have to, like, all he needs is his reach and his playing ability and not having the pressure of trying to make a hit when he doesn't want to, I think would be a a good relief for him 
So Tyler Myers, I think, would be a lot happier to play in a league with no hitting. So that's kind of the route I went with that. That is an unbelievable pick. I think he fits this this thing perfectly. He's the he's the best choice by far because I played with Mizey for a few years, and he, you nailed it right on the head. The coaches always tried to get him to play meaner, play more physical, play with some grit and sandpaper in your game. It's not him. It's not him at all. He is a six foot seven, six foot eight defenseman, but. He literally is a five foot eight guy trapped in a six foot eight guy's body because all he wants to do is get the puck and skate and dangle and get up and down the ice. That's all he wants to do. And he, if you look at him without a shirt on, he's, he's the skinniest guy I've ever seen in my life. And like, I, that says a lot because I, I play with Ryan Miller as well. And he is a, he's a bone rack. So that's a great pick. I like that pick. Cause like I said, with jumbo, he could use his body. He could maneuver. He could push guys out of the way just by sticking his leg out there. Oh, I think He's, I like that pick better than mine. He was so good. When he came up, I'm looking at his sheet now. He had 48 points his rookie year, and I remember him like coming out of Buffalo like, wow, this guy's going to be a stud. And he never came close to it again. His highest ever was 30 a couple of years ago. Like, I don't know what happened to him, or maybe just struck lightning his rookie year, but I thought he was going to be a stud in this league for a long time. I thought so, too. He almost won the, uh, the rookie of the year that year. He played great. And he just never reached that same level. I don't know what it was. He's a good defenseman. Like, don't get me wrong, but he, he's not the one-two guy that you thought you had early on in Buffalo. He turned into like a three-four guy who could, you know, log some minutes and get some points, but wasn't going to lead your team. And he doesn't have that personality, that leader personality, like, follow me, let's go, like a headman has or, or those other big defensemen as Shea Weber. Those guys demand respect. Even though they don't go out there and throw the body around, like, Edmund hits a little bit, but he's not like a punishing hitter. Mizey doesn't—he doesn't control the ice at all. He just kind of—and you're—you're absolutely right when you say he doesn't play to his size. He almost skates hunched over. He doesn't use his presence like it's Chara. Like you know when Chara's in the ice, that guy's six nine. He does skate hunched he over. I've noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, Mizey skates hunched over. He never like uses his full length to his advantage, defensively or offensively. So. Yeah, he, he's still a great player. Like he's still an unbelievable player. But just imagine if you could just embrace your whole size. I, I tried my whole career, especially with being a fighter. I really tried to use my length. And man, I, I used to wrestle with him to try to get him to be more physical and try to like Mikey. Let's fight once or twice a year. You know, grab somebody and dummy him because guys would bully him because they knew he was just this, you know, soft as baby butter. So. He, he just um, baby butter. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. I like it. Soft as a baby's butter. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Right. I don't know what's going on with me. Who's your DJ? Anyways, I like that pick. My my last pick. I, I was torn with this. I went with uh, Jared Spurgeon. Oh, I feel like okay. he is. He's an already. He's a great defenseman. But if you stick him out there with no contact. And just to say, go, kid, like, let's, let's see what you got. He's faster than most forwards. He's got better hands than most forwards. He's agile. He can control the puck. He's got a cannon for a shot. I just think, like, he'd be fun to watch up and down the ice. I, I don't know. It, it, it's a no, like, I feel bad because I just went with guys who are so good at controlling the puck. And if, if we ever did throw a puck out there, my team would absolutely demolish your team. Like, it, it, would, be a, it would be a massacre of epic proportions. And I apologize yeah. for that because I feel like we were 
we missed the uh, we missed the boat a little bit on trying to. We just didn't match up with what we were expecting. So it's okay, it's John. It's okay. We just uh, we're different we, people. I know. Let's not tweet this out because I don't need Panera Bread that bad. I feel like this would just be <laughs> no. an eighty percent win for me. Deirdre would vote for you a couple times to make it a little interesting, but man, this would be a debacle. She'd be making new Twitter accounts just to get me uh, the vote. Actually, though, if you're listening, okay. though, what? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, if you're listening, tweet at us with your uh, combos. Three forwards, two defensemen. I would love to see some other uh, players. Yeah, because I love your Tyler Myers pick. I really do. That, that, that's the pick of the draft. I feel like he's just he's perfect for this because the guy hates contact. When I was <laughs> growing up, when I first started playing professional, we had a defenseman named Sean Bell. And he was built like a bricked blank house he could skate like the wind he had great hands but he did not like getting hit and if it was my he would be on my team just because he was so fast he was the fastest guy i've ever played with and i played with some fast players and it's not like he was this like small guy he was 6'2 probably 240 230 and he could just fly but he was terrified of getting hit so I don't know. If, if we ever do an AHL team, he had a cup of coffee with the Minnesota Wild, but like I said, he just can't play defense and not want to, you know, shy away from the body when you go get the puck in the corner. You had Nathan Gerby's like skill set and tenacity in Tyler Myers' body. It's Eric Lindros 2.0. Why didn't you say my body? Me and Gerby combined to be the perfect player. <laughs> but I know. Isn't it funny how different players, like, you need different things to make the perfect hockey player? I don't know. Patrick Sharp always told me he was the perfect hockey player. Six foot, 200 pounds. That's the perfect hockey player body. He would, he would tell you that about himself, that he was perfect? Yeah. He, well, he says, I got the perfect hockey body. Six foot, 200 pounds. That's it. That's exactly where you want to be. And I would just, like, throw him around on the ice. I'm like, perfect body. Hey, <laughs> he seems like a pretty uh, confident guy, huh? Oh, he loves him some him. But, he's, you know, he's also humble. He's a good dude. Trying to do the show. Man, we got some pretty great friends in the show, don't we? This podcast, I tell you what, it's pretty cool, pretty cool. All right, Tim, anything else you want to cover? You just want to cut it off right now? No, you just uh, you sound far away. Where are you calling in from today? I am at the property about to just do some painting. Nice. Now have no, fun. it's not nice. What's, it's it's going to be terrible. The cabinets come in yet? They're in. They they get installed Saturday or Friday, whatever Friday. So when this gets released, the cabinets will be in. Oh man, we it's two weeks from today that we have to be in here. Wow, two weeks. There's no cabinets up. There's no water. I, I installed the wood stove today, so we have heat there. There's there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do, and I still haven't even started unpacking my like packing up my house and moving it over here. I don't know if we're gonna be able to do it. It's gonna be down to the wire. It's gonna be crazy. Absolutely crazy. But we might have to get your shoulder work going, Tim. Help me lift some boxes. Yeah, yeah. I'll just just put me to work. Buy me a pizza. We'll call it even. Tim? Yeah? Sorry, I lost you. I said we might need to get you moving some boxes. Sorry. I know. Yeah, I said I'll, I'll help out for sure. So buy me some di- pizza for dinner or something, and we'll call it even. Will do, buddy. All right. Well, I got to get painting. You got to get to sleep. You need your. Have you? How, how's your sleep going, by by the way? Well, I got to have dinner. I haven't eaten yet, still. But um, uh, by yourself or with someone special? 
by myself and make some um, uh, Asian food in a walk. So. Oh, you're you're so progressive. Look at you. Just I know. To all the ethnicities. That's great. Good for you. <laughs> all right. Well, good luck with that, Tim. I'll talk to everybody next week. I hope you have a good weekend. Cheers. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at Dropping Underscore Gloves for episode highlights, behind-the-scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time.